You're listening to the Gym Class Podcast from 1600 ESPN. It's the Gym Class with Scott Unash and Mark Dukes on 1600 ESPN KGYN. For a Friday, happy Friday to you at 3.04. Coming up on 3.05, gym class from the Econ Nutrition Studios here on the southwest side of Cedar, uh, Cedar Rapids. Welcome aboard here on a Friday. Looking forward to the weekend. Should be good weather at least on Sunday and into early next week. Got a great show and a jam-packed show for you. Jeff Linder of the Cedar Rapids Gazette will join us to talk about the Girls' State Basketball Tournament, which gets started on Monday, the uh, latest edition, the final one with the uh, the uh, current uh, head of the Iowa Girls High School Athletic Union, Jean Berger. She announced her retirement last week, and uh, we will talk with that about Jeff. We'll also talk a little bit about... Uh, college basketball specifically the Iowa women we'll start the program talking about the uh, loss last night to the Indiana Hoosiers take a look to the weekend and then uh, Tom Kaker will join us as well and uh, that will be in the back half of the program here today coming your way at 1600 a.m. 1023 FM in Cedar Rapids 1063 FM in Iowa City the KGYM radio stream mobile app and smart speaker. If you like to get in touch with us, we always like to hear from you. 319-366-1600. That is the text line. Again, 319-366-1600. That's a phone line as well. If you'd like to pick up the phone and give Isaac a shout at 319-366-1600. Isaac, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you. How are you doing? I'm good, except for I spilled my uh, sandwich on my shirt happens to the best of us i know i know but it's just why do you do that all the eating experience that you have and you still as you're trying to do that (laughs) oh well that's the way it goes that's the way the ball bounces in there you got big plans this weekend uh my birthday is on sunday well happy birthday I don't, I'm not a big celebration guy or anything Why like that. Why not? I don't know. It's never really been my thing. We'll probably go out to dinner and then just enjoy a quiet evening I don't know, watching a movie or something like that. Well, everybody wish uh, Isaac a happy birthday. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Out there. Uh, I know it's not Mark's birthday, but good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you and Isaac and everyone out there. And yeah, Isaac, I admire your uh, approach to birthdays. I've held the same uh, beliefs for a long time. Not that it's just another day, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'll do something a little bit nicer than normal, but no need to go over the top or anything like that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Hey, you celebrate it however you want to celebrate. That's just me. Obviously, some people like to make a big deal out of it, and that's what makes them happy. It's your day. You can do what makes you happy. All right. You do it, man. It's going to be a nice day for you. 319-366-1600. And, uh, Mark, before we bring in Jeff Linder uh, coming up here in just a few minutes, we'll also get you an email sideway scoreboard update as well. Um, Last night, the Iowa women fell to uh, Indiana over at Assembly Hall in Bloomington. It was uh, was a tough night all around for the Iowa Hawkeyes as – yeah, still an outside possibility and a chance to win uh, as far as the uh, Big Ten regular season championship is concerned. But it's going to be much tougher now, Mark, uh, certainly. And it was uh, it was just a frustrating, frustrating day. Yeah, and credit to Indiana. Uh, after getting waxed at, uh, at Illinois, Indiana really came to play. And, um, I, you know, Iowa just – Seemed to play tentative. Uh, even Caitlin Clark at times. She only scored four in the second half. And the rest of her supporting cast, even though Kate Martin had 19, it didn't seem like it. It seemed like uh, Indiana's defense and physicality uh, took a toll on Iowa. And the Hawkeyes weren't sure exactly what to do. And uh, I'm increasingly concerned about this team because uh, Nebraska, I mean, uh, blew a lead. Uh, Nebraska threw a box and one uh, at Iowa. Indiana 
did for a really brief time, but mainly man-to-man, physicality, block shots, rebounding, uh, whatnot. Uh, Iowa was really no match for Indiana last night, and, you know, Nebraska once figured out a way to uh, uh, handle Iowa's offense, and now a second time in a different way. Iowa now tied with the Hoosiers for second place in the Big Ten, so you kind of are eyeing a a third matchup, perhaps. Uh, between the Hawkeyes and the Hoosiers. Ohio State with a two-game lead on both Indiana and Iowa, and Indiana and Iowa have a three-game lead over both Nebraska and Michigan State. So number two, Ohio State has this pretty much well in hand. Um, Yeah, with that in mind, it was uh, was a tough night for Caitlin Clark. It was a frustrating night. Uh, Same scenario, if you will. Folks getting physical with Caitlin, Caitlin getting a little upset, people around the country commenting that, oh, she's a whiner, this and that, blah, 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 blah. Um, it was a hostile atmosphere, Mark. Yeah, there were people there with their signs, you know, little girls there, I love Caitlin, et cetera, et cetera. But that was the majority of the folks there last night, uh, in my opinion anyway, were there to see Indiana beat Iowa. Yeah, uh, texter Dave uh, also talking about the whining uh, that he observed uh, with Caitlin, and it happened in the first half once uh, with uh, uh, an Indiana player, and the second time, uh, uh, words directed towards the Iowa bench. I don't think it's a particularly good luck. You need to have, um, you know, uh, you know, some reservations about doing something like that, but. Uh, all in all, Caitlin Clark is a competitor. She wears it on her sleeve sometimes, uh, sometimes to a fault. I don't know. But um, I think Iowa is out of contention for the Big Ten championship. Reason doesn't mean it can't win uh, the tournament. It certainly can. But it just does not feel like to me uh, it has the same components and ability uh, that last year's team had. Yeah, and you mentioned Dave's text. Uh, women's game last night, Iowa looked like an average team, nothing dominating at all. And, uh, yes, uh, about uh, Caitlin uh, as well. And welcome back, 0547. Uh, have, you've missed us. We've missed you listening for a while uh, as uh, as you have been out and about. Nebraska Jason saying, this is my concern about the Iowa women's team. If a team is big and physical, uh, they get shut down. I hope they figure it out and make a deep run into the tournament. And granted, Indiana's best player, Mark, is their post, is their center. Yeah, and it's uh, I was had success uh, um, uh, in the paint in other games. I mean, Hannah Stokey scoring 47 against the team that had no inside presence. And last night, she had trouble finishing at the rim, as did other Iowa players. Um, uh, Indiana was physical down low and I agree with the texture. I mean, I think physical teams will present a problem for Iowa. Um, Zanano, uh, not being around, uh, as good as, uh, you know, Goodman and, um, O'Grady play in spurts. It's certainly not the same as Monica Zanano. We're going to talk more. Yeah, you're right. We're going to talk more about this with Jeff Linder coming up here in uh, just a couple minutes. 96-63 adding in. The first time I've seen Caitlin frustrated. They put a defensive clamp on her uh, last night. And and Dave says, don't get me wrong, I'm a huge Caitlin fan. Just a little bit out of her character the last couple games. And I think that record took, you know, that weight on her shoulders. I don't know how it can't way on your shoulders and you know that was that was a tough one last night even though Iowa had a week off after the record-setting performance against Michigan it was still going to go uh it was going to be very very tough uh 319-366-1600 do the Hawkeye women have to run the table to get a two seed or no Iowa fell to a two in the latest Charlie Cream ESPN women's basketball bracketology release today uh, they are in the same region with the Stanford Cardinal 
right now. They would be the number one. Can Iowa get to a one seed? It's possible, but they're going to probably have to get some help. Iowa's probably going to have to win the Big Ten tournament, Mark, would be my guess at this point. And maybe one of the four one seeds right now is going to have to stumble a little bit. Uh, you can still get to the final four as a two seed, but it's it's a tougher path. Yeah, it is. And I think going forward for Iowa, uh, a game this weekend, Sunday against Illinois, I think that's going to be a real test after Illinois uh, buried Indiana, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Illinois, an up-and-coming, pretty solid team this year. And with Iowa can rebound. Listen, I have the utmost confidence in Lisa Bluter. Is she perfect all the time? No. I don't think any coach is, but I think her and her staff will, will make some adjustments. And when Clark is bottled up, and why not? If I'm an opposing coach, you know, I'm going to do the same thing. That's when Molly Davis and Gabby Marshall and others need to step up. Those two in particular didn't do anything last night. And once again, Iowa had very little presence inside. So, I uh, gotta figure it out because time's ticking. Time is ticking away. Three one nine three six six sixteen hundred. We're going to talk more about this with uh, Jeff Linder in just a couple of moments here, as we uh, go through a Friday edition of the gym class here on sixteen hundred ESPN. Iowa State men's and women's basketball. Speaking of the Cyclones, they are one of the last four receive not receiving a buy in the tournament right now from Charlie cream. And uh, they've got a, they've got a, a, every game is big for Iowa state at this point. So they will uh, be in action coming up tomorrow evening. The Iowa state men in action tomorrow against the West Virginia Mountaineers at Hilton Coliseum in Ames. And uh, we'll have that for you. 12 noon will be the uh, broadcast time just past one o'clock for the tip off of that one. We'll get you an evil sideway scoreboard update coming up in just a little bit, but, uh, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about the uh, Iowa women and college basketball and uh, mainly going to preview the girls' state basketball tournament as uh, Jeff Lender, our friend from the Cedar Rapids Gazette, kind enough to join us uh, on a Friday here in uh, in eastern Iowa. The uh, Jeff, I, I saw I was uh, at games you were the, twice this past week, and you've got, you're just like me. You've got to write down everything that you're doing in increments <laughs> or you're going to forget about it. So yeah, I feel yep. good. I'm not the only one that's got to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of getting older too, isn't it? Oh man. Tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> Tell me about it. Oh, but it's uh, looking forward to it. And uh, the first thing is, uh, except for Wednesday, which could be a little dicey, we will not have bad weather, it looks like, for the girls' state tournament. So uh, good job by Jean Berger. And what will be her final uh, yeah. girls' tournament? Did that surprise you, her resignation, or not resignation, but uh, announcement of her retirement? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I didn't think it was I, I i had no clue that was coming down and uh i didn't think it would be quite yet but uh, i know she's kind of been talking about it but we'll uh we'll catch up with her about that uh about that next week yeah well let's start off with 5a uh, cedar falls the mvc representative other than that uh, for uh yet another year it's kind of the ciml invitational and you can't really fault anybody for that but uh I think the 5A storyline is Johnston and just how good this team is. And it's being talked about as maybe the best team to ever play basketball and five player in the state of Iowa. And I guess that remains to be seen. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them live, but uh, from what I've heard, they're really, really good. Uh, you know, they've probably got three or four D1 kids. Um you know, and the, and the transfer from Des Moines North just made made them even stronger. So, um, yeah, they're going to be a load. Uh, best ever? Boy, I don't know. Um, could be. Uh, those Ankeny teams in, uh, that won four in a row, I think they have to be in the conversation. Um, boy, but, yeah, if, if they get it done, I think you'd have to uh, – They'd have to be in the discussion at 26 and 0, and uh, I think they're ranked 19th in the country right now. So, uh, really good and re really excited to see them. Jeff, you're going to be following uh, Clear Creek Amanda very closely, I know, on 
4A, the number one seed, undefeated. Which teams stand in the Clippers' path? Well, I, I think it's going to get difficult once they get to the semifinals, whether it's Dallas Center Grimes or North Polk. Those are both good teams. Uh, those teams played uh, to an overtime game in last year's final. And uh, with Dallas Center Grimes winning that, they're both really good Um I think both of them would be a challenge in the semis. And then whoever comes out of the bottom half, whether that's – my guess would probably be Keelan. Uh, you know, that that would be a, a really tough final. Uh, but, you know, right now they, they've got to be thinking about just getting out of the first round. They've never done that, and uh, that should be their, uh, their aim right now. Yeah, and um, maybe just try to – you know, it was such a disappointment, I know, for those girls in volleyball, and a lot of them are on the basketball court as well. And, you know, it would be, it would, it would still bittersweet with volleyball, but they'd like to win basketball at least. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, y- you look back at that match and uh, against North, uh, North Scott in the uh, semis at, at state, and North Scott was just better. They were really, really good all week. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think that I would consider that an upset. Looking back, when when they got beat by North Scott in the in the volleyball semis, Jeff, tell us how the three seed can win the three A tournament. <laughs> um, well, I think the four seed could win the the three A tournament. I think Mount Vernon's certainly capable. Solon's definitely capable. I'm going to tell you something. Um, Dubuque Wallard is a six seed. Uh, that that's a tricky first round match for Solon. Uh, I, I could see Solon going all the way. I could see Solon getting beat first round by Waller. Uh, I think I think uh, I think Waller's that good. And um, but uh, yeah, I, I've absolutely I think Solon's uh, capable of winning it. I think Mount Vernon is, and uh, obviously Esterville Lincoln Central. Yeah, and they've got uh, they got just a, a terrific guard, uh, point guard up yeah. at Esterville, and uh, we got to see her rivalry Saturday, and uh, she's terrific. Yeah, uh, she's going to Minnesota State to play, and uh, my guess is she probably could have gone D1. I, I, Haley Stokes, she's she's great, and uh, looking forward to seeing her again, and they've got a good supporting cast around her. and they're, uh, I imagine they're probably still a little bit uh, honked off about what happened at State last year. Losing in that first round to uh, Vinton Shellsburg. And speaking of Benton County, uh, fine job done by the Bobcats to make it back uh, after uh, their top score uh, graduated a year ago and moved on to a, a great year at Kirkwood. But uh, great job by the Bobcats. Yeah, and wouldn't surprise me a single bit if they won their first game against Des Moines Christian. Uh, Benton's been there um, and much better schedule that they that they've played uh, far superior than what uh, Des Moines Christian played and I I actually think Benton's the favorite in that game even though they're the lower seed. A nice job for Cascade to get in the uh two-way field but a daunting task in the first round. Yeah. Uh you, you know Scott talked about uh you know best teams ever. I mean Dyke New Hartford's not in that realm but uh, as far as uh best teams in their class i think you've got to discuss dyke new hartford very much so uh, they're 105 the last four years um won three straight titles uh and i think they're a fairly he- heavy favorite to to get it done one more time this year but what a job by uh coach Sconza in, oh, in cascade yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you're supposed to be unbiased and stuff like this but boy you, you've got to be happy for him uh you know some of the health problems he's gone through the last three or four years and uh, to get uh, get back to state and to do it and to have his daughter playing a, a big role for them as a freshman this year that's that's just neat 1a uh north lynn has been number one from wire to wire uh yeah. 23 and one the only loss was to clear creek command in a game they could have won at rivalry saturday to be honest mm-hmm. with you yeah uh, were you looking at yet another newell fonda north lynn matchup <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Uh, there, there's some other good teams in there, too. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think we're looking at the Lynx and, and the Mustangs one more time and at uh, 7 o'clock Saturday night. Uh, anything else would surprise me. Uh, St. Albert's good. Garrigan's good. I think that's going to be a really good quarterfinal game. Uh, Remsen St. Mary's is better than people think. Uh, they, they've been hammering people up in northwest Iowa, and uh, I think they're really good. 
But uh, I think that uh, Northland and Northland are the, the cream of the crop there. And a great story uh, with Calamus Wheatland coming out of the Tri-Rivers yeah. East. Uh, they were there, what, twice in the f- late 50s as Wheatland? They've never been there as, as Cal Wheatland. Yeah, and uh, you talk Calamus Wheatland, you, you're thinking track, and you're thinking cross country, but uh, you know these, these girls have only lost one game. Uh, they were ahead of North Lynn for a while when they played their game, uh, and then North Lynn's press finally you know, t- took care of that. But, uh, yeah, it, it's unfortunate that they play Noel Fonda right away because I think Calamus Wheatland's pretty darn good. Uh, you talked about the Esterville girl. Uh, what other individuals – are you anxious to see? You've seen some of them um, already. Yeah. See, uh, you know, we, we, we've talked about Kelly Levine a lot. And uh, Avery Lauer is a really good player for Clear Creek Amana. But I'm looking forward to seeing Johnston uh, as a whole, see what they've got. Uh, you know, they, they've, we, we talked about them a little bit. We saw, um, we saw the good girl from Cedar Falls the other night, uh, Grace Knutson. I'm looking forward to seeing um, uh, the Divine Bridge from from Davenport North. You know, everybody talked about uh, how good Journey Houston is, and uh, you know this this Bridge kids is uh, is very good as well. Uh, Ava Zedeker from Dowling, uh, really good player. So uh, there's there's a lot of stars in that 5A field. Yeah, and uh, Zedeker's already committed to Creighton. Um, yeah, so uh, she's going to play her basketball. Uh, in the Big East right there. Speaking of college basketball, got to talk about that before we let you go here. And uh, uh, obviously a tough one on the road last night for the Hawkeyes. Uh, probably puts them out of the regular season uh, talk for a Big Ten championship. And uh, they dropped to a two seed, I know, today with Charlie Cream. But, um, yeah, it was a tough one. All is not lost. They were a two seed last year. But uh, we'll see what happens, right? Yeah. Um, I yeah, their, their their Big Ten hopes are probably done. I mean, they're going to have to have uh, Ohio State lose once, and they've got Michigan and they've got Maryland both at home. Uh, that's going to be tough for one of those teams to get to go over to Columbus and win. Um, and, and I'll tell you, there's no guarantee that Iowa's going to beat Ohio State and Iowa City either. Uh, Ohio State's playing really well. They've um, they've kind of had a tendency in the past to kind of play down to their competition sometimes, and they're not doing that this year. I just think that it's uh, it's probably Ohio State's year to win it. And uh, but if they don't, if Iowa doesn't win it, um, they didn't win it last year. Uh, thing that you know everybody remembers that shot from uh, from Clark against Indiana last year, but Indiana still won the Big Ten regular season last year. But uh, Iowa came on and played really well in Minneapolis and then back home in Iowa City and then Seattle and Dallas. So, no, all is not lost. They lost six games before they lost the LSU this year. Not, this year they've lost four. And, uh, you know, I, they're still ahead of last year's pace. Um, but they've got to figure some things out. Um, you know, they, they didn't play well last night at all. But, um, you know, I, I think they'll be fine. How about Iowa State? They're right on the cusp right now. And uh, schedule is favoring them, I, I think. But do they need to win one or two at uh, in Kansas City? Um, let's see. So I think they've got three games left regular season. I think yeah, if they could go two and one there, they might be able to go to, to Kansas City and not win a game and still make it. Uh, winning one would still be better, obviously. Um, but, yeah, if they could – if they could get two of these last three, maybe win one in Kansas City, I think they'll be sitting pretty good to get to to the tournament. Jeff, there was a text earlier uh, asking uh, if the Hawkeye women need to run the table to get a two seed or not. No, no. They, I think they need to run the table to get a one. I think if they if they beat Ohio State in the last game of the regular season win the Big Ten tournament, I, I think they're still going to get a one. Um, but doing that's going to be tough. That means you're probably going to have to beat Ohio State twice. I would agree. I would agree. And uh, But you can win it going uh, from the two-line. Yeah, <laughs> you can win it. Go, I mean, LSU won it going from the three-line last year. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. And uh, before we let you go here, you ever witnessed anything uh, like the night Caitlin Clark uh, broke the record? 
No, <laughs> no, that was uh, that was a circus down there, and, and, and it has been all season. It, I'll tell you, if you're going to go to a game in Iowa City, you better get there three hours before tip if you want to get a parking spot because people get down there way early and they just sit in their cars until about hour and a half before tip off. I don't know what they do, but uh, there's so many cars in that parking lot across, I think it's Hawkins, and people are just sitting in their cars just uh, just waiting for tip-off. But, you know, from from a fan's perspective, from a media perspective, enjoy it now because we've never seen anything like this. We're not going to see anything like this again. And uh, it's it's special. And the way she did it uh, last Thursday was was typical Caitlin Clark, just uh, lots of theater. It was. You're always going to get theater. You're always going to yeah. get theater. And it all started at the Girls' State Basketball Tournament in Des Moines. <laughs> I think it all started well well yes. before that. <laughs> it was owned. Mahoned, maybe, at Wells Fargo Arena. So Yeah. We'll yeah. See. She's something. She is. All right, Jeff. Uh, hey, uh, we will talk next week. And, uh, again, thanks for stopping on by and uh, appreciate it. And we'll talk soon. All right. Have a good weekend, guys. You bet. And uh, look for Jeff's uh, preview coming up as well uh, in the next few days uh, on the Gazette's website, uh, or if you get the paper, uh, you can read it right there. 3.30, we're going to talk to Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com coming up here in just a little bit, but uh, we need to get it to Mark for an Emil's Hideaway scoreboard update. It's brought to you by Emil's Hideaway and First Avenue Southeast in Cedar Rapids, and they're open at 4 o'clock Monday through Saturday. Stop on by. It's going to be nice enough maybe Monday to even talk about going out into the porch at Emil's. We'll see. You can check out their entire menu at Emil'sHideaway.com. What do we got, Mark? Uh, Speaking of women's basketball, the Big Ten tournament in Minneapolis has been announced as a sellout. For the first time ever. Iowa baseball begins a three-game trek to Jacksonville, Florida. In a little more than an hour here, the Hawkeyes face Auburn today. Then it's number 14, Virginia, and Wichita State to complete the weekend. Great wrestling on Sunday as number four, Iowa, visits number two, Oklahoma State. And number seven, Missouri, is at number five, Iowa State. Also on Sunday, an anticipated matchup of defending champions David Carr and Keegan O'Toole at 165, although Missouri reporting injuries and illnesses as it awaits its duel with UNI. Finally, Iowa football recruit Derek Weisskopf scored 37 points last night as Williamsburg defeated Clear Creek and Mana in a boys' tournament game but I challenge anyone <laughs> to match the game Scott Unas called last night. And please share, Scott. How does it rank all time? Uh, it's up there. It's up there. I think it's top five of all time in 30-plus years. Yeah, Marion and Makokita, uh played an absolute classic last night. Four overtimes, 97-95. Marion, I think I'm going to say survived. And uh, best thing about that was just, uh, you know, nobody charged an official afterwards or whatnot. It was just very, a lot of good, uh, good sportsmanship because you get to a point in the season, in the tournament like that, and, and a game that comes to four overtimes, and you don't know what you're going to get. But kudos to both the Marion fans and the Makokata fans, and that was a whale of a game. Uh, the Harden kid from Makokata had 45 last night. Kyler Whitman had 33 for Marion. Uh, that was that was a dinger, Mark. <laughs> and the shot at the end was in, out, in, out. Oh, just over oh. half court to win it, and it was halfway down. And came out, and uh, I, I said on the broadcast that I think that made it even worse. If you miss, just airball it, you don't feel quite as bad as if it goes in halfway and rattles out uh, on a half-court shot to win. But t- a tough one for someone to lose, and uh, yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. Uh, we're going to get to a break, uh, but first, let's go to Troy in Muscatine County joining us here to uh, talk about uh, the Iowa women's basketball team. And Troy, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Thanks. Congrats on your uh, legacy, Walmack. 
instant classic. <laughs> that that had to be like the the Butler game. It reminded me of the the game that Butler almost hit the half court shot at the end. It de- you're right, absolutely right on. Same almost same scenario. Little more on the line perhaps, but uh, not to these kids. I was a kid and I don't remember it well, but Regina versus Clinton St. Mary's in Muscatine District. I think it was the only year in four years that Gannon and Randy Norton or Gannon didn't win the state championship. They got knocked out. That was a similar type ball game. True. Um, wanted to talk about uh, your previous your guest mentioned the the atmosphere, and I think this team has done a remarkable job just getting through the season. It, it's it's a hornet's nest every place they go to play. Every it's everybody's homecoming game. It's everybody's NCAA tournament. Uh, I'm sure the refs have to alter how they feel because they're going from calling in front of hundreds to thousands. So I think this team has done remarkably well considering the pressure they've uh, had to endure. Now, um, my, my, my take here was, you know, they've been doing a lot of comparisons with Caitlin Clark and Piff. Um, and uh, I was wondering, and, and that to me, I, they both have captured the imagination of the, the public and fans. But yeah, I know Pistol Pete played in a, a time when the SEC wasn't integrated until, uh, well, most of the teams didn't integrate until after he left. In fact, uh, uh, six of the teams. So uh, I was looking up on 1970, and that's when uh, Iowa had made a run and got beat by Jacksonville, and Drake actually made the Elite Eight that year. Yeah, different times, obviously, um, you know, as far as makeup of teams, certainly and no three-point line. I, I think that this is going to be, and Mark and, and I have talked about this in the past week or so, I think it's going to be a lot less fanfare about the Pistol Pete mark uh, than it was certainly about the uh, Kelsey Plum mark. Um, it, it's going to be talked about. It's going to be mentioned, but um, I don't think there's nearly as much riding on this as it was with the women's mark. Uh, is that what you think, Mark? Uh, it is. Uh, I, I do think it's uh, the comparison is apples to oranges, but Troy made a, good, a couple good points there about the climate of the SEC back then, and and we all know what the rules were back then as well. Yeah. Got to run, Troy. Appreciate the call, man. Congrats on that game. That's awesome. Yep. 3.36. We're going to take a break and come back. Tom Cakert's going to join us on the other side when we return right after this here on the gym class on 1600 ESPN. The 1600 ESPN $5,000 Man Cave giveaway continues right now. This is a national contest, and yet one local 1600 ESPN listener is guaranteed to win at least $500. Enter with this winning sports word, remote. Right now at KGYMRadio.com. Why shouldn't you have a $5,000 man cave paid for by 1600 ESPN? Again, get all the details at KGYMRadio.com. Eastern Iowa weather from 1600 ESPN. I'm meteorologist Rebecca Kopelman with your weather first forecast and we are going to have clouds building in and there may be a few flurries or sprinkles around as the cold front moves through. Otherwise winds will be increasing through the day and temperatures will be in the mid to upper 40s. Tonight skies will clear and temperatures drop down into the teens and low 20s. Then tomorrow with sunny skies we still stay on the cooler side with temperatures in the low to mid 40s. We are going to pop it back up into the 50s on Sunday and get even warmer as we head into next week. That's your latest Iowa's News Now weather first forecast. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is now live. The official sports book of ESPN features daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN shows and personalities like me. Bet on all your favorite sports with live in-game wagers, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sports book bet. Download the ESPN Bet app to sign up today. I'll see you there. ESPN Bet, what a play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Scott Unash for your neighborhood Quick Star, and you can stop by Quick Star at any time of the day to pick up a, a terrific sandwich uh, made in the Quick Star kitchens. And they uh, they've got breakfast items for you. They've got breakfast burritos, breakfast muffins, breast, uh, breakfast biscuits all through the day. Terrific sandwiches, chicken as well. Just remember, do not spill it on your shirt. 
Right, Isaac. All right. Also, take-home meals. Think about that throughout the weekend. New Lore prices and all their take-home meals each and every day, which makes mealtime a whole lot easier, with prices starting as low as $5 for terrific, terrific items such as mac and cheese, beef stroganoff, as well as chicken, bacon, mac, and cheese. All that available at your neighborhood Quick Star. If you're facing $10,000, $20,000, or even $30,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt, there are programs available that can consolidate those debts into one single reduced monthly payment you can afford if you qualify. Accredited Debt Relief is on a mission to help you become debt-free in just 24 to 48 months. They've helped over 300,000 qualified consumers, hardworking Americans just like you, pay off more than $1 billion in debt earning them an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Accredited Debt Relief will tailor the program to fit your specific budget and financial situation. So call Accredited Debt Relief now for your free no-obligation savings estimate and let them help you take control of your financial destiny. Call 800-641-1144. 800-641-1144. That's 800-641-1144. 800-641-1144. Program and services not available in all states. Back with you here on a Friday edition of the Gym Class here on 1600 ESPN. Uh, Scott Unash, Mark Dukes, Isaac on the other side of the glass, and uh, you out there. Thank you for joining us today. Do appreciate it. Spencer on Sports coming your way next from 4 o'clock until 6 o'clock this evening. Tom Caker, kind enough to join us from Hawkeye Report as uh, Iowa, Illinois coming up from uh, the spaceship in uh, Champaign-Urbana coming up. (laughs) tomorrow i still call it assembly hall tom i i haven't bought into the uh, new moniker yet state farm center i know (laughs) it's and it still looks and and tomorrow i will put up a picture as i always do of when i get out of my car of of uh the spaceship and refer to it as a spaceship it is it will always be the spaceship and a funny thing happened on the way uh, to what a sub 500 mark uh, for the Iowa men's basketball team and thoughts of, okay, uh, is it time for a change? All that uh, rhetoric going down the message boards, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Hawks have started to play good basketball. They have, they've won two games in a row that were significant. Gave them uh, some quad one wins in the uh, NCAA's eyes and, Minnesota keeps winning, so that uh, win up in Minneapolis moves to a quad one win. So now suddenly they go from O last week uh, at this time to three quad one wins, and still three and seven, but still better than it was. And um, I'm really interested because you know I kind of dove into some of the different teams in the on the bubble and comparing them to Iowa and. Iowa's name still not getting mentioned, and uh, maybe they've got to win one more. Kind of, you know, if Illinois if they knock off Illinois on Saturday, then everybody gets their attention and go, oh, "Okay, Iowa's got to be on the bubble now." But um, we'll see. We'll see. It's uh, easier said than done, obviously. Maybe not a good thing for Iowa. I- I'm still trying to figure out how Penn State came back at the rec center, the yeah. old rec center, and beat. Uh, beat Illinois with Terrence Shannon and others still a very good team, but they got to be stinging from that loss. Yeah. Um, I told a friend of mine right after the game, I was like, that's probably not the result that Iowa wanted uh, <laughs> because they're going to be madder than a wet hornet when they're hitting the court and it's at home. And you know, that orange crush that's right around the, uh, the, 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 the uh, sideline there is going to be all into Iowa and, getting after them, and, and that's going to be a fired-up team. Iowa's going to be facing a lot of things that are not in their favor uh, for sure on Saturday. But, you know, they've went up to, you know, the Izone is, is a tough place, and, and Breslin Center has not been kind to Iowa over the years very often, and went up there and won. So uh, why not get to Champaign, too? The uh... – the good play as of late, Patrick McCaffrey has uh, really adapted to coming yep. off the bench as the sixth man. Ben Cricky with maybe his best game as a Hawkeye uh, the other night. Yep. Uh, Owen Freeman's been doing his things. Uh, who knows what can happen if he doesn't pick up two fouls uh, in the first 
eight minutes of each Big Ten game, but we'll see. Sanford's doing his thing. Price Sanford's starting to uh, to cook a little bit, and uh, it's just taking a while. But uh, this team's starting to starting to come together a little bit. They are starting to uh, to get those different contributions. You know, Patrick was. I think struggling with a little bit of the anxiety stuff, but also, you know, a really badly sprained ankle that Fran had alluded to. And, you know, he shared a picture of it. Um, I know with uh, Tyler Tashman from the the register um, earlier this week uh, up at Michigan state. And, um, you know, it was was a grapefruit. I mean, it was bad sprain. So he's rounding back into form, had a really good game uh, a couple, you know, about a week ago uh, at Minnesota against Minnesota. And then, um, another strong effort uh, at Michigan State. So he's coming into form. You're, you're right, Price Sanford, giving him some good minutes. If Owen Freeman can stay out of foul trouble, he's going to, you know, just about a double-double every time out, really. Um, so he's giving him some good minutes. And, and Fran challenged Ben Kirkie after the, the the loss at Maryland. He's got to get on the glass. I think I think Ben might have only had one rebound in that game. So pulls down 14 and has 18 points and they can get contributions from those guys uh, along with Perkins and, and Peyton Sanford. They're, they're going to be, um, you know, a really tough team to beat down the stretch. Well, apparently uh, Tom, there was a players only meeting after yes. uh, the loss to Maryland. And sometimes those things work sometimes not, but based on the last two games, it's worked. It has. And I think they were starting to feel better about themselves a little bit, but they just couldn't get over the hump. There's boy, there's just a, a long list of games this year where they had, um, you know, almost double digit or double digit leads in the first half, and then the the leads just kind of evaporated and went away, and they weren't able to uh, to win those games. Maryland was one of them, and um, they've kind of persevered now and uh, held on to those leads, learned how to win in tough situations. Uh, and, and then, you know, obviously two really big comebacks, the 20 down against Minnesota, what are they, 13 down, I think, against Wisconsin in the first half uh, last week. So they, they, have, they have figured things out. Uh, the come, they've got the comeback side. And, and um, at Michigan State, they showed that they could build a lead and hold on to a lead down the stretch and win a basketball game on the road, and that's that's growth. It is growth, and they are at least in the conversation now. Uh, yep. Still a long way out as far as bracketology and with the NCAA's. Uh, I think it's still a long shot, but I think that I think the NIT would not be a horrible situation for this basketball team this year. Uh, would you agree? Yeah, and here's the other thing: the the, the NIT kind of changed the way that they do things now. So, you know, last year and the year before, they had the where if you won like the Missouri Valley or the Ohio Valley or some or Horizon League, and then you didn't get the auto bid in the conference tournament, you would automatically go in the NIT. Well, they've scrapped that because Fox was complaining about or, or kind of hinting that they might start a, a postseason tournament of their own with uh, some of the big boy conference teams uh, that don't make the the big dance out in Las Vegas. and Everybody's going to jump on that one. So um, they decided that the highest two teams in the net, the NCAA net rankings, that don't make the NCAA tournament from the power conferences automatically get into the NIT now and automatically get home games. And right now, Iowa would likely be one of those teams that would get a home game and uh, – be able to host and and uh, get an automatic bid into the NIT. Hey, I'm hoping that this is not the scenario. But I said three weeks ago, <laughs> if the uh, if the committee does their thing and and, and uh, absolutely shuts the door on the Mo Valley, it could be an Iowa Drake first rounder. Yep, yep. That's what I I knew you were going down that road. And I agree. That would be perfect. That'd be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? Uh, to see Iowa and Drake kind of tangle it. Carver Hawkeye Arena. We'll have to see about the availability of the arena too, because they've got. Uh, you know, I'm I'm assuming that uh, the Iowa women are going to be hosting. Uh, so I don't know when the NCAA is going to take over that arena to get that ready. But um, boy, it's you know, be interesting if that that game would uh, would happen for sure. Uh, I'd love to see Drake and Iowa play again. Tom, did Iowa uh, women's loss at Indiana 
last night send off alarms or is uh, would it be an overreaction? I I think um much like I'm afraid Iowa might be running into one this weekend, Iowa men uh, at, at Illinois with a, a mad team. I think that Indiana team getting getting just destroyed at in Champaign on Monday maybe woke them up and got them fired up and got them ready to go, uh, yeah. and Iowa just kind of got caught in one. But I think there's some warning signs, too, where it, it can't just be Caitlin – scoring all the points just they've got to get more contributions from gabby marshall and from molly davis and hannah stolke and and uh and kate martin i thought had a really good game but they just didn't have the other folks kind of jumping in there to the level they need to and and you could tell caitlin was getting frustrated and um and i think some of the indiana players may have been talking a lot and got her off her game a little bit so that's that's another thing that Teams going against Iowa are going to do. They're going to talk more to her and, and see if they can get her off her game. But uh, I suspect Iowa's going to do what Indiana did to um, – uh, they're going to do that to Illinois on Sunday in uh, Iowa City uh, coming back home. Yeah, I think they kind of made a blueprint a little bit. Maybe Nebraska with that box and one. Iowa's had trouble with yep. that. And, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Uh, when you're talking yep. about basketball and anything in life. So uh, you're going to see some talking, you're going to see some physicality, and you're going to see some uh, some junk defenses. Yep, yep. That's how you combat Caitlin. Just throw a bunch of def- different defenses at her and see what if one of them uh, catches fire on them. Tom, were you surprised at the, uh, any of the uh, coaching hirings at Iowa in regards to football? Um, not Particularly, the Bud Meyer thing did not surprise me at all. Um, you know, Tim Lester wasn't on the radar uh, for sure for a while uh, until he was. Um, but um, I, you know, it's first blush. We haven't seen what the product looks like, so I'm going to reserve judgment. But initial impression of him was um, competent, mature guy, and I like the fact that he's a he was a successful quarterback at the college level because I think they desperately need better coaching of the quarterback position that they weren't able to provide to them. Um, and I think that's going to help, you know, Cade McNamara, Deacon Hill, Marco Lainez, uh, James Reeser, who's coming in. Um, you know, if they go in the portal this spring, which I think they might do at quarterback, maybe there's somebody that Tim Lester has a relationship with that he really likes. And, uh, he could bring in to you know give them a better backup because Cade McNamara has been hurt so much you can't really go into next year unless you feel really good about Mark Berlinas because I don't think he can go back to Deacon Hill again next year if if Cade got hurt I, I don't think that would go over very well with the uh, always vocal Iowa fan base. This is going to be uh, I think maybe the most anticipated spring in a long time for Iowa football and could be the most attended spring <laughs> scrimmage that uh, they have had at Kinnick in a while. <laughs> well, here's the wild thing. We probably won't even see um, Kate out there very much because no. he's still coming back from his ACL. So, um, you know, he may be allowed to throw some in seven on seven, but I'm not even sure they're going to do that. So, uh, cause I, I, what I was told, he's not going to be fully cleared until sometime in May. So, um, then and that's just a hopeful that by the end of May he's going to be ready to roll, but they're going to be very careful with him because they don't want him to get hurt again and uh, end up like last year where he plays you know into the fourth game and that was it. So, I mean he's played like he's played in seven games in the last two years, so they they are going to weigh the option of I'm cert, almost certain they're going to weigh the option of looking in the portal for a quarterback. Keep the bubble wrap on him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got to do. There you go. Have fun at the spaceship. Uh, have safe travels over to uh, Shambana. And uh, thanks. And uh, keep up the great work at uh, Hawkeye Report, Tom. Okay. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. You bet. Tom Caker joining us. We'll take a break, come back, and uh, wrap things up here on the gym class after this here on 1600 ESPN. The silly moments. 
the proud moments, even the hard moments. They're what make life remarkable. And they're why Wellmark Blue Cross and Blue Shield is here for every moment. Committed to making healthcare better, more affordable, with more choices for care. And service and coverage that give you peace of mind no matter what comes your way. So you can show up for every tender moment, every brave moment, and every wouldn't miss it for the world moment. Knowing that Blue is here for you. Go to wellmark.com slash every moment to find a plan right for you. Dive in to the world of sports betting with WagerWise, airing Wednesday mornings in the 8 o'clock hour. Presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Couple minutes remaining here on the gym class for a Friday. Back with you on Monday at 3 o'clock. Looking forward to that. We'll wrap up the weekend, and uh, we'll talk about all of Isaac's birthday shenanigans that uh, went on on Sunday evening. So we will do that coming up on the Monday edition of the program. Iowa State in action tomorrow. We've got uh, Iowa State in West Virginia, Mark, at 12 o'clock with a 1 o'clock tip-off from uh, Hilton Coliseum in Ames. I am on record saying that I uh, would bet my house that Iowa State beats West Virginia tomorrow, which means that the Mountaineers will probably keep it close for most of the ball game. We'll see. And then uh, also pretty much simultaneously, Iowa and Illinois going at it from uh, State Farm Center in Champaign. So some good basketball, big Iowa State women's game as far as the Cyclones, big, uh, not only Big 12 seeding is concerned, but also their NCAA hopes coming up tomorrow night for you uh, as well. So should be uh, should be a fun weekend. Should be, and my recommendation is to hit a five iron off the first tee at a manna. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend. Going to get out on the links, and uh, I'm not the only person that's going to get out on the links in the next few days. Uh, with the weather the way it is, should be good. And remember, it's still February, so this thing could turn. In fact, there's a little bit of that four-letter S word uh, in the forecast on Wednesday. Got to have a little bit during uh, Girls' State Tournament Week, even though the other days look to be really, really good uh, as far as the weather is concerned. But and we're also a little bit uh, earlier in the calendar than we're used to as far as uh, the Girls' State Tournament. So that'll be coming up starting on Monday. As Cyclone Tim reminds us here, saying it's that time of the year, death taxes in Northland in the Girls' State Basketball Tournament, and maybe in the Boys' State Basketball Tournament as well. Because uh, they are number one. All right. Mark, have a great, great weekend. Isaac, happy birthday. You have a great weekend as well, my friend. Thank you. All right. And we will talk with everybody coming up on the Monday edition of the gym class starting at 3. Stay tuned. Spencer on Sports is coming your way next from 4 o'clock until 6 o'clock. Have a great weekend, everyone. Back with you on Monday. You've been listening to the gym class right here on KGYM. Meet Cheryl. Hey. She's on vacation and lost in the moment. Unfortunately, so is her Chase debit card. It's got to be somewhere. Maybe she lost it at Salsa Night. These skirts should have pockets. Or maybe she lost it at Pilates.